Peace, misfits. Over the last few months, several of you have shared with me that the meditation at the start of past episodes have helped greatly with your anxiety and anger, providing calm and peace for you. I'd like to continue to provide an overall healing experience for each of you, so this week, we return to meditation. I ask that you only participate in this exercise when you are seated and not operating a vehicle. Now close your eyes for me. Allow yourself to be completely still, listening to only your breath and heartbeat. On your next inhale, I want you to breathe deep for me. Now open your mouth wide as you feel the comfort and release of your exhale. Remember, we're looking to let go of the waste we accumulate. So let's make sure we're always focused on widening our mouths when exhaling. You'll notice the wider you exhale, the more relief you feel. Let's do it again. Inhale deep for me. Hold that inhale. Prepare to widen your mouth a bit more. Now exhale. Practice this throughout the day. When you get moments alone or even when you're in the presence of others. Who knows, watching you release your stress may help others in releasing their own. I'm honored to know that these meditation moments continue to help all of you. And now, misfits, it's time for the show. So let's get healed. Peace, misfits, and welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I'm your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo. And yeah, misfits, I am recording this on the 12th of November, exactly one week until a brother turns 40 years old. One week until an entirely new decade, an entirely new chapter. I'm ready. I am absolutely ready, Uh, but we're going to do a check-in really quick. I hope all of you have been great. I hope you've had an awesome week since last time we were all together. For me, I had an awesome last few days. So uh, I started celebrating my birthday early, as I do every year. Uh, I believe last year was the first exception in over a decade that I didn't leave the state that I live in. But... I always leave the state, but since I'm leaving the state and more often than not, my friends won't be going with me, I celebrate with them in whatever city I'm living in at the time. So last year, um, I celebrated here in Atlanta and stayed here as well, but this year I will be flying out at the end of this week. So I'm going to be celebrating my birthday somewhere else, (laughs) and I'll share that with you guys once I return. However... I celebrated my birthday this past weekend with my friends. Uh, My friend Kurt flew into town from Baltimore and he and I celebrated for a few days. I had a chance to take him around Atlanta, introduce him to some different places that he hadn't been before when he's visited. And we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It's always great seeing some of my oldest friends here in Baltimore and being able to have fun and new experiences with them in a different city. And After celebrating with him for a few days, I was then honored, absolutely honored, uh, when my friend George brought a lot of people together to celebrate me on Sunday night. I did, I mean, I expected it was going to be a surprise because we talked about it. Um, So I I guess it was, it was a surprise with an asterisk next to it because I know that it was going to happen, but I didn't know what we were going to end up doing. I didn't know who was going to show up for the most part. Uh, and so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, what stood out the most to me, though, 
was uh, the dinner that they held for me. That was the very first thing that we all did. We came together for a dinner. And during the course of the dinner, Kaya stood up and he toasted me. Then after he toasted me, he asked that everyone else stand up. And I can't remember his exact words, but it was kind of like, you know, saying what it is that Raven means to you. And I talk about it ad nauseum on the podcast. So forgive me, Misfits, for bringing it up again. But my trauma, my deepest anyway, has always been feeling like I wasn't seen or appreciated or loved by my friends. And it's something I've battled with since I was a kid, because whenever I make friends, whether it be singular or in groups, at some point in time, they always find reasons to dislike me and to leave me. So as a grown man, I still can admit that something that I battle very, very hard with uh, is being able to trust that people actually like me. Love me, I feel like people do. Like me, I'm never really sure. And so one by one, all of these brothers got up, some of them knowing me for over a decade, some of them knowing me for less than a year, and all shared how I've impacted their lives. And I told them this that night, and I think some of them may have thought that I was over-exaggerating or being a little too dramatic, but they changed my life. And the reason why I said they changed my life is exactly what I said to you guys earlier. I feel like I speak ad nauseum about that trauma, you know, that that pain that I've gone through and what they don't get is that on that night, I can't say they completely healed it. It's been years and years, but they took away a large amount of pain. And I don't think they knew that whenever I have moments where I feel like I'm not feeling seen, I'm going to remember that moment. You know, a lot of them had never shared with me those feelings that they shared at that table. I never knew. And one, I think that's why it's so important that we give flowers to people while they're still alive, because even though a lot of those brothers felt those things for me on the inside, they never shared it and I could use it as we all could, you know? So I was thankful that Kaya provided an opportunity for them to share that because on a regular basis, I attempt to do that for other people and I'm making it my mission. Of course, Scorpios, when people are down for us, we're always down for them. I hate the term down. When people lift us up, we always want to lift them up as well. So I'm list I'm looking for reasons to be able to tell all these brothers. But I mean, I guess one of the things is a lot of them told me that I've did that for them already, you know? So to have it given back, to receive that meant the world to me. And we did a lot more that night, but I'll never forget that moment, you know? Afterwards we ended up going to a lesbian bar and <laughs> I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, why would George think I want to go to a lesbian bar? <laughs> and when we got there, it was so awesome because Kevin, my dear friend Kevin from the outline, was there as well as one of my yoga students, Darian, who I mentioned to you guys earlier. Um, Darian didn't even know I was going to be there. Like, he's not connected to any of my other friends, really. So they couldn't reach out to him to invite him. He was there for the comedy show that we were going to. Kevin knew about it, and I didn't know he was going to be there. So that was a wonderful surprise. I knew he was going to be in Atlanta, but of course, with him being a flight attendant, I just assumed he was going to be here and then gone. Uh, I would really name everyone else who was at the dinner, but that would take a long time. <laughs> when I was saying Darian and Kevin's name, I was like, oh shoot, I named them, but I didn't name everyone else who was at the dinner. You all are loved. I love you all so, so much. Forgive me that I can't name off everyone. Uh, that would just take a while. <laughs> but we ended up having a great time. Samson McCormick ended up performing and that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed his set a lot. And it was my first time meeting him. Uh, I've been walking with him on social media for a really long time, but we I don't think we've even spoken on social media before. So it was cool finally getting to meet him. And then he hung out with the rest of us for the rest of the night. And yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I am I'm still on quite a bit of a high from that experience. Uh, that dinner is a dinner I will never forget. And it's funny because when I lived in New York, my best friend Brandon held a dinner for me and a lot of people came. And it was the first time in my adult life that I'd had everyone come to a party for me and bring gifts. 
Mind you, I didn't ask anyone. I didn't ask anyone to give me presents because I'm not really into material things like that. So whenever I celebrate birthdays, I don't bring people gifts. I don't ask for gifts. That's just me. I'm not saying if it's right or wrong. I just don't. Um, I, I, I like being able to share space with people. That's what means the most to me on the day of my birth is just sharing space with people. So when they all brought gifts for me, this was when I lived in Brooklyn. It was so special to me, especially because I didn't ask for anything. And to just share space with all of them, it was the last time something like this, what happened this weekend had happened. I've had many other dinners, lots of other friends that came, but the way that it felt on Sunday was how it felt, how it felt when I was in Brooklyn, where I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't ask anyone to provide me with anything. And while those were, those were material gifts the last time, having people pour into me the way that they did, it just felt really good. And for all of you misfits listening out there, I pray that you can contribute to bringing the kind of joy to someone that was brought to me on Sunday night. And I pray that people do the exact same thing for you. I hope that we always are mindful of doing this for people, of always giving them their flowers, of always pouring light and love into them. It was genuinely life-changing for me. It was awesome. So that was my check-in. Um, and so now to uh, culture of pop. Like I told you guys in the last episode, these days I'm keeping things real short and sweet. Uh, unless I have a reason to go on further, I get to the point. So I did my check-in and now the only thing I have to talk about for Culture of Pop is Disney+. Plus. So I'm recording this again on the 12th of November, which is the date that Disney Plus premiered. So I was originally going to record this and have it drop on Tuesday, which means I would have been recording this on Monday. And Tuesday is usually the date of when episodes go up. But another thing I said to you guys on the last episode is that I'm not stressing myself out anymore when it comes to this podcast. So I decided it was going to be too much work for me to get it up yesterday. So I decided I wasn't going to do it. So now it's premiering on Wednesday instead. And I'm recording this on the previous Tuesday. So I woke up in the morning. First of all, I was watching the countdown on the website. And I was like, dude, it's eight hours from now. And at the time, I think it was around 10 o'clock at night. So I was like, so clearly this isn't premiering. Uh, This isn't dropping at 12. So when I woke up in the morning, it was around 7.30. And I was like, okay, it's here. So I went online. And I downloaded to my PS4, downloaded to my phone, and I am a man of my word to myself. (laughs) I told myself that when Disney Plus premiered, I was immediately going to watch Monsters, Inc. So mind you, I'm getting ready to go to campus, you know, showering, everything, and I'm like constantly putting monsters inc on pause if i can't watch it but i'm like i have to like literally as i'm recording this right now monsters inc is on the television and <laughs> it's so so real like monsters inc is probably my favorite well monsters inc and monsters university are probably my favorite pixar movies um yeah because zootopia wasn't made by pixar no um zootopia might be my favorite of all of their movies but yeah so I'm so, almost said excited. I don't know, can I say excited? Can I say, you know I use that sparingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, no, no. I'm really looking forward to watching more movies and TV shows here on Disney+. Plus. Like, their the library is deep. And I say that because as I'm scrolling through the different genres and stuff, there are a lot of things that you don't see. And I say that because I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have the Disney afternoon on here. So I went to go pull up DuckTales and sure enough, they have every season of DuckTales. They have the movie for DuckTales, like all this stuff. And I was like, you wouldn't have even known that if you were just looking at the homepage going through everything. So I can only imagine how many other things I could type in from Disney that'll be on there. So I already went to my watch list and started downloading, well not downloading some stuff, adding things to my watch list one of them being inside out inside out i think is the only pixar movie that i've always wanted to see that i've never seen and with this being a mental health podcast i gather you guys know why i would want to see inside out um and i've never heard a bad thing about it everyone is who everyone i know who's seen inside out has said that they really enjoyed it so i'm looking forward to watching that uh and 
Yeah. So, and also Endgame is on here too. Endgame and Captain Marvel came with it when it uh, premiered. So I'm probably going to watch Endgame again as well because I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially Wanda kicking ass at the end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Disney Plus. I'm, I hope that you guys um, are into Disney as well. Marvel, Pixar, all that good stuff. They also have um, National Geographic on here. So I'm interested in seeing what it is I might be interested in watching on there. I just said interested twice back to back. Um, as well as some of Disney's documentaries because I'm a big documentary buff. So yeah, whole new streaming service. Really looking forward to it. The other ones are probably not going to get a lot of my attention. Um, Hulu will constantly do it, of course, because they have current television shows that I have to watch. But uh, yeah, here I am once again having to take some time away from Grace and Frankie on Netflix because something else has come up. <laughs> I need to watch in its place. I used to always talk about how I had to give a break to um, Grace and Frankie because I didn't want it to end. Like, I love the show so much that I'm like, okay, I don't want the season to end yet, so let me hold off. Well, this past season of Grace and Frankie has had no problem. It's almost been a year, and I still have not been able to finish this season. So, and that's not even with trying. It's just things constantly coming up. So, yeah, Disney Plus. There is the promotion for that. <laughs> so, this episode is very unique, very special. Uh, my guest this week is Taken Kage. Whew. Now, here's the funny thing. When you listen to this interview, you'll see that I get, start to get cocky at the end of it with being able to pronounce his name. But um, <laughs> here I am once again. But I haven't said it in a while. This is another one of my Baltimore interviews. So it's been a while since I've had to say his full name out loud. But this is a very different, very different interview. I won't even explain to you guys how. I'll let you listen to it and you'll be able to see for yourself. <laughs> but I love this brother. He has a wonderful spirit. Wonderful, wonderful spirit. And I enjoyed this conversation. Uh, so yeah, it's time for us to heal the slut in you. Are you ready? Enjoy. <laughs> misfits, misfits, misfits. I am... <laughs> About to conduct one of the most unique interviews I have ever done for the Healing Space podcast. <laughs> With a brother who I consider already to be a very dear friend. Yeah. Which it tells you a whole lot about somebody when the mm -hmm. two of you can connect so early on. Okay. You know? That I'm like, okay, this is a kindred spirit right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he is the founder and creator of Slut Like You. So I need for y'all to bear with me <laughs> as I make sure that I pronounce his name correctly because it is deeply important. Work it. Taikin Kage. <laughs> you did it. Good job. Thank you. Good night, everyone. All good right. night. Okay, That's the done. end of the episode. Okay, good right. night. <laughs> <laughs> for, for more about Slut Like You, you can visit the website. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so so he's already let me know that it's okay to say tie. Yes, from yeah. here on out. Because yes. my mouth would be getting a workout that I didn't ask for. Okay. <laughs> Look. So the uniqueness about this interview is that the two of us, because, okay, so first of all, explain to everybody what Slut Like You is. So not the backstory, but just what the actual wear is. Right. And then I'll inform them of what we're doing right Got now. Got you. So Slut Like You is a sexy men's underwear line mm -hmm. designed to take the stigma away from slut shaming. Come on. Well, you know, Listen, that right there has people listening. It's like, so deep, Adele is rolling. It, okay. It's so deep, Adele is rolling. I almost <laughs> dropped this recorder. <laughs> oh, is that what this interview is? So here's the thing. One of the reasons why I connect with him is because I never know what he's going to say. And those are my favorite people. That's a true uh, intellectual. That is my brain match. Somebody who just can come out of nowhere. And I'd be people. like, Bitch, what did he just say? Brace yourselves because you know. So we are sitting in our underwear right now. Yes, we are. And it fits perfectly with his line. Hey. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that plays into the uniqueness of this interview. Because <laughs> I've literally never done an interview in my underwear with anybody. Oh, I feel so yeah. special. Listen, you have Thank to be a you. true journalist. And okay. if I'm going to be a true journalist, you, you have underwear lines. You have to get in the trenches. Yes, in the trenches. Should we take our shirts off too? I mean, Hello. Right. Well, no, no you have a Slut Like You shirt on. Yeah. So 
you know, that helps they, with the promotion. They can't see it. Though. They cannot see it. This is very true. So you have to use your imagination. Right. You can paint the picture with all words. Right. I mean, so paint the picture of us in our underwear because they're going to see pictures of you once we start promoting this. Oh, shit. So imagine him. I should have worn my do rag. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> create this whole picture. Okay, <laughs> I got my ladies' okay. waves uh, uh, down. Uh, uh, they can't see me like this. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys can't see me right now. So it would be a black do rag with your black slut like you shirt. Mm-hmm. And now, what specifically? Give the name for these underwear because it's not these, just gold. These are called the Golden Desert underwear. I just added them yesterday. Actually. Yes. So nobody else has them because, you know. Right. So I want to say it. I want to make sure we say the website a few times throughout the interview. Yes, please. So what's the website? It is www.slutlikeyou.store. Mm-hmm. See, that's important. Okay. Not store. Not com. Because they'll go to dot com and be like. <laughs> it, look, I'm not responsible for what you see if you type dot com. Hello. Because somebody did it in my face and she was like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, hey, girl, I said store. She said, wait, wait. <laughs> You told me what Slut Like You stands for, and this doesn't look an empowering website. <laughs> no, it was something about MILFs, and I'm like, yes. oh, no. I don't feel empowered at all. <laughs> no, baby, that's not me. <laughs> that's not my message. <laughs> uh, you said all I saw was Becky, and I was I really confused. I a lot of things, not that. Huh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Hello? Speak it's a word. Me. Speak a word. Hi. Hey. Thanks. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you wouldn't mind, before we continue with other questions that I have, mm-hmm. if you could give a backstory, you've talked to me a little bit about mm. the backstory of Slut Like You. I know that it is quite a one. It is quite a one. <laughs> and a two and a three. So, so as they would say in church, take your time. Mm, don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on purpose. I know yeah. you did. <laughs> Tabernacle. You try, mm, you try it. <laughs> Did it, did it send your skin a little bit? Like, There's a whole bunch of it, and you were trying. <laughs> Is it part two or part part one? It. Chapter two. Come on. Because that's yes. what you know. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Right. They're of age in that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're of age. Come on. <laughs> we don't do we don't do no. part one. No. We, we, we don't do that chapter. Nah. Right. <laughs> Not my ministry. Because they couldn't wear so like you. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. Your no, face. Now I wish you could see me because that face, that was the whole moment. Okay, so a backstory. You want an abridged version? It's all up to you. This, this is your interview. So you can go I, long, you hmm. can go short. Long is all I know. You definitely go long. Okay, hey. go ahead. <laughs> um, so Slut Like You is born from... Mm-hmm body shaming yeah because a lot of people don't know this because it's not really prevalent in our community that body shaming goes both ways Mm -hmm. there's not only fat shaming there is also skinny shaming absolutely and i've gotten that my entire life and i was forced to feel uncomfortable being in my underwear being naked because anytime i posted a picture shirtless they'd be like put your shirt on or like i can see your ribs and i'm like bitch i know they're there right hello (laughs) thank you anatomy i kind of have ribs Thanks. Thanks for pointing them out. Hello. Or they hit me with the, you need a sandwich. And I'm like, bitch, I can eat you out of house and home. (laughs) It's called metabolism. Hi. Work on it. How you doing? Okay. (laughs) But it came from body shaming and also slut shaming. Yeah. So a person that I was with, um, who shall remain nameless, Mm -hmm. called me a bunch of names, as you know, you've seen. Right. So in that lashing he gave me he referred to me as a slut yeah and in our relationship which is the whole gag we had stopped having sex in june Mm -hmm. and we didn't break up until thanksgiving oh right do the math right who am i slutting right but when he called me that and i was like you know what once you got into the church your whole mindset changed on everything, and then that's when you started becoming very judgmental towards me. Gotcha. And everything sexual was like, you had to 
back back from it. Yeah. And so wait, real quick. So yeah. he didn't enter the relationship as a church person. It happened oh, during the course of the relationship. Goodness, no. He entered the relationship as a heathen, and it was like my right hand man. Because you got know, you right. Like we were causing chaos together, yeah. fucking everything up. And then all of a sudden, he goes to church one time and comes back speaking in tongues. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? So, so is that what happens on a random Sunday? Like that escalated quickly. <laughs> like, you went in one day, you came back the next day a minister. And I'm like, How? Wow. What? Wow. Okay. Sure. Right. Great. So he started being very judgmental towards everything that I did. And when he called me a slut, and I was like, but we do the same things. We're doing the same things. Hello. So if I'm a slut for having sex and being open about it, posting shirtless pictures and whatnot, and you do the same thing, if I'm a slut, well, then that makes me a slut like you. Yeah. And I spread that to everybody because most of the people who it's geared towards are mostly like really religious people who are always complaining like people, the times are changing. Yeah. Everybody's naked. Everybody got OnlyFans and whatever the case may be. Right. It's like, well. Do you not have sex with your husband and wife? Come on. Just because I talk about the sex I have doesn't mean that I'm a slut. Thank you. And if I am a slut, I'm a slut, like, I'm a you. slut like you. Indeed. And that's where the name came from. And that's why I like to use it in everyday conversation. Yeah. Because people yeah, like yeah. to try to shame me for being open about it. But mm-mm. yeah, ain't no shame in my game. There's a freedom in being able to be open. Oh, yes. There's freedom is the name of the game as it relates to me now in my life. Yeah. Freedom is basically the name of this chapter yeah so so talk to the misfits about what you believe is the importance of embracing your body like earlier you were talking about how you were shamed body wise yeah for people believing that you were too skinny mm-hmm. so talk to them about where you are now if you are still on that journey because oh, for some mm-hmm. of us even though we may have an evolution yeah it may be certain things that can trigger us every now and then so talk to about talk to us about the importance of loving your body well i'm body positivity all day yeah like i love thick people thin people i don't care what size you are i love everybody right i love bodies Mm -hmm. and it is very important to embrace and love your body because you can always work on it and change it if you want to every mm Yes, I don't know what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) However, comma, there are some people like myself who have incredibly high metabolism and I literally cannot gain weight. Yeah. I am physically incapable of gaining weight, so I can't do anything about it, no matter how much I try. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Just learn to love it, embrace it. Um, I am in a space of positivity with it now and complete acceptance, which is why you've seen my Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. <laughs> there is no shame in my game. I will post my bird chest anywhere I see fit. Tweet, tweet, bitch. <laughs> like, I have no problem. Oops, oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel it's important to uplift other people in that because people hear my story and journey through that and they look at me like, you're so confident. How do you do it? And I'm like, just stop caring what other people think. Yeah. Because we all try to limit ourselves by other people's standards. Yeah. Of what they think is beauty and acceptable. And it's like, if you don't have abs or you don't have this or that and the other and you post a picture, people are going to talk fun. You're like, say your shit. Yeah. Say what you want about me as long as you're talking about me. And while you're at it, go to www.sluntlikeyou.store. There we go. <laughs> so you Indeed. can talk about me in yeah. my underwear <laughs> as long as you're taking your ass to that website. Right. Go ahead and purchase. Hit it on the right. way. Make a purchase. If you don't like the more skinny people, buy them for your size. Hello. Buy them larger. Take a better picture. Come on. Send it to me and I'll promote you with yes. this. That's a businessman right there. Okay. <laughs> as long as your money is in my underwear, I'm cool with it. I was going to say pocket, but I'm in an underwear. So. There we go. Right. Because yeah. they're on the pockets. Ain't right no now. pockets over here right now. So I don't got no problem with it. So I have several friends who actually that has been their journey as well, mm-hmm. who they're not able to gain weight, you yeah. know, and they, 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 they talk about how we live in a society where kind of going towards what you said earlier, as far as people believing that fat shaming is the only thing. Yeah. So they feel like they're not seen. Because mm-hmm. people will make comments like you need to eat a sandwich. Mm. And it bothers them because they, they, and I mean, I've experienced it myself where people make comments about like my height or something like that. Yeah. And they're under the impression that it's just jokes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but do you understand from my point of view, 
you think you're the first person to say it. Before you came along, there were five other people just today. Exactly. You know? So I got it. Mm. I understand. I'm skinny. You know? Right. So they, I tell people all the time. You have to point it out at every turn. Right. I know that. I live it every single day. Every single day. Yeah. So you don't got to point it out. You and don't. When they feel the need to, that's when I have to correct them. And it's like, you can say what you want, but it ain't going to change it. Yeah. Telling me to eat a sandwich is going to miraculously make me gain 10 pounds. Right. I will carry you with me in my back pocket <laughs> and have you say it to me whenever I need to gain some damn weight. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. If you want me to gain some weight, fix it. Fix it. Hello. Do something about it. If you want me to have a sandwich, you're going to make it? Buy it. Thanks. <laughs> Buy my sandwich. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Subway up the street. Support me, right bitch. Now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I had two different questions I wanted to ask you. Yeah. One being, uh, you know, towards the positive. One, I guess, towards the negative. Okay. Um, but even with the negative, it can still be, you know, like growth for someone who's listening. Oh, watch me. So that's the first one. Watch me spin it. What? I'll do negativity over what here. What would you consider to be, let me make sure I read this question properly. Okay. Got these, these questions ready. <laughs> what are some insecurities that you still have about your body, if any? None. Is that real? Okay. Honestly, I'm completely comfortable. Well, I mean, honestly, right now it's my hair. Right. I should have put my do-rag on. <laughs> you are real serious about this do-rag right now. And laid these waves down, but you know. Your hair is pretty. Thank you. But Tell you know, this, this little part right here, it don't lay down. That, and I got like. Uh, that is anal as I don't know what. It really is. <laughs> Because I would have never even noticed it if you didn't say anything. Well, there's a story behind why it does that. Okay. So what happened was, mm -hmm. when I was like... Hey, there, there's nothing like a good what happened was. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Okay. But when I was younger, my older sister had this dumbass friend mm -hmm. named Khalees. Yeah, some name dropping her. I can't. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so dead. <laughs> who thought it was a good idea to play dodgeball with beer bottles on oh, a tennis court. okay. Yeah. What the hell? Fuck you, girl. <laughs> and I'm young, and as we previously established, I'm blind. Yeah. And I did not know how blind I was at that young age. Right. And she threw that bottle and cracked me on the side of my head. I had to get stitches. And now my hair over here grows a different oh, direction. Oh, you. Gotcha. Know. Yeah. My word, Khalees. Fuck you, girl. <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> I hope you hear it. So. <laughs> I ran into her into the mall, like, sometime last year. And I was yeah. like, she's like, oh, my God, time. Like, fuck you, girl. And just walked away. I was about to say, please say you walked. I walked away. <laughs> Mm. Should not be laughing at that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I asked you about insecurities. Yeah. So on the flip side, mm -hmm. what are some things that you love about your body? <laughs> Listen, you're on the healing space. Okay. Be as free as you want. <laughs> I told you freedom is the name of this chapter. It is. So indeed. this dick. Indeed. <laughs> Come on, speak a word. I'm joking, speak but I'm not. <laughs> Um, yes. but, <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not. And that was swift. Okay, it was like literally less than a but second. Yeah, like so far, I've learned to love my body in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. So it is difficult for me to shop mm -hmm. because it's hard to find clothes in my size. Yeah. However, the clothes that I do have look damn good on me. Yeah. So I don't really have to do much work. Um. I've grown to love, you know, I love the way you can see certain things. I like seeing my ribs or the default skinny boy abs, as right. they call them. It's like, I don't have a six pack. I just kind of sort of have one. Because right, it's no there because of, yeah. Right, you can't, you got to see it. Right. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't have any insecurities. I've, I've learned to fully embrace and love myself. Yeah. In all of my glory. So did you have a point, like, can you reflect back? to a point in your life where that finally hit, where you finally got over that hump? Mm, I would honestly say that happened the launch day of Slut Like You. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was March 15th yeah. of this year. That's when I just posted all the pictures of myself in the underwear, and I finally resolved a lot of the backstory mm. of dealing with the previous ex, and I had just snapped. Literally, I sat in my room. Yeah. It was dark, and I was suffering from major depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not me. 
Right. That's not who I am. It has consumed me, and I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just and threw it out the window. And literally that day, I've been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually, it's so funny you would mention that, because that was <clears> going to be my next question, is, you know, with this being a mental health podcast, I like to be able to talk to people about their stories. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So... <laughs> So that depression and anxiety and everything that you were going through, mm-hmm. what was that journey like? Depressing and anxious, mm-hmm. to say the least. Right. Um, the crazy thing about it is I wasn't diagnosed with depression until my last relationship. Got you. Like everything that he was putting me through with the whole church and the way that he was treating me and neglecting me and yeah. mentally and emotionally abusing and draining me in conjunction with my best friend at the time because they were working together Mm -hmm. against me. Yeah. And it put me in a really, really, really dark space. And I had to go to the hospital for anxiety attacks twice. Mm -hmm. And I'd never been to the hospital for an anxiety attack. Right. Ever. Just just happened. It happened. It was so bad because I don't like hospitals. Yeah. You know, that's a black stereotype but it is it's, <laughs> it it's is your reality it's yeah. my it's my truth i really don't like hospitals and i had to call 911 and go to the hospital because they left and they were nowhere to be found when i was calling them right telling them i need help they were like just ignoring me they were off doing whatever it is that they were right. doing so i was like well i guess i need to call the damn ambulance and i did right so i ended up in the hospital and they were like baby you depressed yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know. That, right. Like, it, it just hit me at that moment. I was like, oh, okay, that explains everything. Yeah. And they still didn't treat me any differently. Hmm. Mm-hmm. As most people who don't understand depression as a mental illness, they think it's attention-seeking. Right, right. So when I'm asking them for help and I'm telling them my triggers, because mm-hmm. it's a bit of a backpedal, one of the reasons my therapist hated me is because I was always one step ahead of her yeah. in being aware of everything that's wrong with me because she couldn't diagnose or tell me certain things because I would tell her the reason it was happening before she could get to it. You're right. And she hated me for it because she was like, well, what's going on is, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. This is my trigger. She was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to let me do my job or are you going to continue Ooh. to do it for me? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm putting money in your pocket, so you should be happy that you're getting free money, <laughs> that you have a patient that's able to do this himself. She said, I'm on the clock right now. Like, What's I, happening? I know exactly what was wrong, but telling them my triggers, yeah, they did everything to trigger me. Mm, I've been there. So I felt like it was kind of like it backfired on me to try to tell these people who I thought were looking out for me how to care for me right? because it really taught them how not to. Yeah. Wow. And that's what they did. Wow. That's real. That's the message that they got that they were like, you know what? He's telling me what he needs and I know exactly what not what to do. What not to do. Mm-hmm. I have been there. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a message right there. Okay. That's a real serious message. Yeah. Pick up that nugget. <laughs> so what do you believe is some of the freedom that can come for the misfits? when they go to your website and order from Slut Like You. Hey, the things on there are designed to make you feel sexy and to make you feel free because more than half of it is see-through, to be quite honest. There's nothing more freeing (laughs) than having on underwear that you can see right through. Yeah. So, yeah, you um, take them, wear them for your partner, wear them for yourself Mm -hmm. because I don't do partners anymore. I'm aggressively single. (laughs) Come on, aggressively? Aggressively. If you come to me with a relationship shit, I will curve you <laughs> hard. <laughs> like, because no. Come on. And that's it. Come on. And that's it. Don't ask me why, because I will hurt your feelings after that. <laughs> Just no. Mm-mm. Take that no and do what you will with it. Take it. Just know that it's a no, though. You can still take the D. Huh. But also carry the L with you. Good night. Because you're lost. Good night. All right. Good night. But yes. Wear them for you yourself. Was good parent just now. <laughs> Somebody's good parent just now. I can't. Well, yeah, you wear them for your partner. You wear them for yourself. Because when I wear them, I wear them to feel sexy for me. Yeah. Because knowing what I have on underneath my clothes, 
when I'm sitting in a bar and people are looking at me, they checking me out across the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this, you wait till you get me alone. Come on. These underwear are going to blow your mind. <laughs> mm. Just you wait. Now, for the misfits, do you have any underwear that you can keep on? Let's say if you want to have a jock strap or I do. G-string. I have a leather jock strap. Nice. And it is named Easy Access. Ta-da. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to take it off. And I also have a, um, a thong called On the Ropes. Okay. I'll maybe send you all the pictures of these things. But it's like, it's got some little nice little straps that go around the side that accentuate the booty cheek. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to slide it over to the side and get it in, you can. Come on, literally. Get it in. And have. And have. <laughs> I, I talk about my products because I've endorsed them. I'll use them. I make sure. You, you know, better. The wearability to see Come how. Come on. I'm not going to tell you to do nothing that can't actually be done. Okay. (laughs) That's a true entrepreneur right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly why I have these on now, so that I can test them and see the wearability. So when people ask me questions about them, I'll be able to give you a knowledgeable answer and not just be like, I don't know. Come on. So I want to be able to tell you how it fits on you. You know, if it has a pouch, how breathable it is, if it's going to make you sweat or anything like that. Yeah. I want you to be as comfortable as possible in these underwear. Speak. Speak, let, let them know. Yes. Yeah, I care about my people. Okay. So <laughs> I'm not just trying to get your money. Right. I want you to. Uh, there's uh, also a message. It's actually a passion for you. The message comes first. Yeah. The product comes second. Speak, sir. So that's really what it is. I just to... needed to have a product to spread the message because, quite honestly, if I was all running around screaming, it's not like you without having these underwear. Right. I don't think it would be as effective as it is today. Yeah. It wouldn't have the following that it does now if I didn't have a product behind it. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Slut Like You has more than just underwear. So talk really quick about some of the other things that people will find when they go to the website. Yes, you will also find harnesses and you will find T-shirts. And I'm going to add two more to the website later on. Well, probably later on today. Mm -hmm. But yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it is primarily underwear. And I do have an expansion coming in the future. Come on. Because I need to cornerstone the whole market. Yes. Because, you know, if you're wearing sexy underwear, it's going to lead to sex. Right. So now I need to start going in that direction. There we go. Come on. Candy, I'm not biting off you, baby. I love you. (laughs) 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 But you know. (laughs) So that was actually going to be my closing question for you is what is to come with Slut Like You? Well, I also... As well as men's underwear, because it is a men's line. Yeah. I plan to expand to women. Mm. Oh, so you're really trying to get that money. Oh, not just the money, because I have a lot of females who come up to me and say that. They're like, why don't you have stuff for women? Yeah. Women's is sluts, too. Mm -hmm. And I say it like that, because that's exactly how she's incorrect grammar (laughs) and all. And I thought it was the best thing in the world. She was like, girls are sluts, too. I'm Mm -hmm. like, hmm. You are. Touche, ma'am. Exactly. Yes. Let me go find you a studded bra or something. You know, <laughs> let me get you something that makes you feel good because, you know, it's not just a message for men. Yes. Or gay men. It's a universal message. And I'm, I'm learning that it's felt by more than just the people that I'm targeting. Absolutely. Because I have people who are coming to me who I never even thought would even see the message. And they're just like, I love what you stand for. And I'm like, wow. Right. Really? In Australia? Listen, facts. Sluts down under. Come Hey. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a whole new line. It's, uh, yeah. Sluts down under. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with a name for the girl's side because, I mean, it's going to be slut like you, but it's also going to be like a, a subdivision of it as well. Yeah. They got their own thing, but mm-hmm, sluts down under coming in the future. Come on. 2020. Listen. <laughs> 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 so if people, so I know this is your first time on the podcast, so you may not be aware, but I don't say follow. I say walk with. Mm-hmm. So if the Misfits wanted to walk with you on social media, how yes. would they do that? <laughs> you so <silly>. Well, <laughs> you can walk with me on my Instagram, mm-hmm. underscore slut like you. Um, Facebook, Taikin Kage, but my list is full, so don't add me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love you down, but I only have 5,000 friends. I can't add nobody. Do you have any me. like pages on there yet? I do. I have a slut like you page official on there. Okay. But, you know, I can't use it because... The previous ex was reporting all of my stuff. Oh, my Lord. So I can't post pictures on there without them getting reported. Wow. I don't want them to deactivate my page. Gotcha. Because it is a sexy men's underwear line, and yeah. Facebook is always, you know. 
Right. So I can't post anything on the page. So I just have the link to the website on there so that you can just mosey on over there and see all you want to see. But mm -mm. you can like the page, but there's nothing on it. Got you. Okay. I can't use it. Okay. And um, yeah, no, I'm not giving y'all my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, because you're going to see a whole new version. A whole of lot, a whole lot. Because <laughs> you know. Freedom is the name of the game. Hello. And he swings freely. I can't. I can't. Just saying. <laughs> and the website, one more time for the Misfits. Is www.slutlikeyou.store. Indeed. Dot store misfits. Dot store. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank my dear friend, Liz. I'm going I'm to do it again. Because you got to challenge yourself in life. It's very important. I'm going to get to the point where I can say it and it just flows off my mouth like it's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Let's work on it, friend. Taiken Kage. Yes. Listen, I'm, I'm about this. Okay. I'm going to do what I need to do. Look at you speaking Japanese. Don't even know it. <laughs> you don't even know what you said. You just put a curse on somebody. <laughs> I'm playing. My name means experience. <laughs> sometimes um <laughs> we're about to make our way out of this interview and into good news misfits we'll be right back and now it is time for good news and as i've said before on the podcast i'm always a little iffy about doing things without a script because i just feel like it's going to come out really really crazy uh, but my good news for this week is this we all have joy inside of us. I talk about that all the time. You know, happiness can be taken from you. Happiness isn't something you are born with. However, joy is. Joy is always there. Uh, some of us pile on our pain, our hurt, our anger on top of our joy. But our joy is always there. Our joy is our root, you know. That is what grounds us, our joy. And we may find ourselves ignoring it sometimes. We may go through so much pain, so much depression and sadness that we forget it's there. But our joy is always right there waiting. So my good news for all of you misfits listening today is find your joy because it's waiting for you. Me, myself, I've gone through a great amount of depression while living in Atlanta. But I always find that there are reasons for my joy to be unearthed once more, you know? And it happened again this weekend. With all of those brothers showing up for me the way they did, my joy shined so bright that night. And it's been sitting on top ever since, you know? I am not perfect. And because of that, only a day later, I started to fall into depression. But like I said earlier in the show, I thought about all of those brothers pouring into me that night. And my son came out again. So we have to remember that. Some of our lives are not as easy as others, and for those who we assume their lives are easy, we could be fooled. What we always see on the outside isn't necessarily what's going on in the inside, but for all of us, we must know that our joy is there. Our joy is always waiting for us. Let's connect to it as often as possible. The darkness is comfortable, and we will never be rid of it completely because we need that balance. But even in the warmth comfort of that darkness, know that it's worth fighting for your joy. Because while comfort is easy, excuse me, while darkness is easy, while our depression can give us this sense of, I don't really want to fight anymore, I'm just going to exist here. What a beautiful place it is when we unearth that joy, when we tap into that joy, when we revel in our joy. I implore all of you, to tap into it, to just get a taste of what your true raw joy feels like. I promise you, you won't regret it. I'm not only speaking to you all, but I'm speaking to myself as well. I'm gonna be getting on a plane at the end of this week and I'm going to go and revel in my joy and count down the days until 40 arrives. I love all of you misfits. I won't be back next week because I'm going to be too busy reveling in my joy <laughs> and celebrating my 40th birthday. But when we return, we'll be back with black, queer, and unapologetic. 
I would like to thank my brother, Takin, for an awesome and very unique interview. <laughs> it is one I will not forget anytime soon. If you want to walk with us on social media, that is THS Podcast. All of our social media with the exception of Twitter, which is underscore THS Podcast. Also, our official website is THSPodcast.com. We are streaming on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Podbean, on uh, SoundCloud, and everywhere you can find podcasts, pretty much. And if you'd like to walk with me, I'm Scorpiogi, S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. That is Scorpiogi. And for those who are always saying that they can't pronounce my last name, other than me saying at the beginning of literally every show, <laughs> take a moment to say it with me. It is Ekundayo. Ekundayo. And I want to say this. And this is good news as well. It's great news for me, but it's good news for you. Take the time to respect a person's name. It took me a really long time to understand that I didn't have to accept people simply not wanting to say my name. It's not acceptable and it's honestly very disrespectful because people expect for you to say their name properly, but jokingly or maybe not jokingly, they don't think that they deserve to give you or you deserve the same respect from them but you do. And I was watching Patriot Act and I really appreciate and respect Hassan Minaj so much for finally when he got his show being able to say I let people say Hassan for a really long time. And I thought about my family and I realized that I should be correct. Now these weren't his exact words, but he's pretty much saying I should be correcting people on how to say my name. It's Hassan, not Hassan. And I realized that I shouldn't let people simply get away with saying that my name is Raven. I've been on shows and everything and people will just say Raven. When I perform poetry, people will just say Raven. And I'm like, but you don't see my name is just Raven anywhere. It's Raven Akundayo, Raven Adisa Akundayo. Say my name in full, you know, respect people out here. You guys show them respect, show them love. Don't disrespect who they are if you don't look to be disrespected in the same way. Let's show up for each other. Okay, that's all. I didn't even plan to say that. That just came <laughs> organically out of nowhere. I love you all so much. Thank you for continuing to support the healing space. And I look forward to being back in two weeks. Until next time, I love you. Namaste. Namaste.